everyone, and here is a, another weekly event of the UFC fight card going down in Salt Lake City, Utah. How is everybody doing out there? Hope you guys are having a good week as always, and I think I was telling you all last week, uh, what's today? Today is the 27th of July that I was seeing Oppenheimer. Very fantastic movie, saw it in Dolby Cinema. Um, not required, if you're asking, but it is to see an IMAX or Adobe Cinema. I thought it would be, but I believe this would be a regular movie you could see. And I think it's going to be a fantastic movie once it does go to streaming. It is on the longer side, uh, running a little bit shy of three, three hours, but fantastic cast. You know, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Matt Damon and some other stars as well. Uh, I think I think, I think his name is Remy Malik, the guy that was in uh, I Robot, and um, the gentleman from The Boys. Uh, the the main cast, not not Butch, but like Butch's. I don't know if I would say best friend. If you haven't seen The Boys, definitely check that out. Probably one of my favorite hero TV shows of all time. I would say just everything you really want in a classic movie film. Classic TV show film, my bet on that. But yeah, good movie. Um, one thing I am disappointed about, not about Oppenheimer, is that I wanted to see, what's his name, Tom Cruise's movie, uh, The Mission Impossible Part 1. They were talking about how he was very upset because it was only in IMAX for one week. Usually, you know, you see those movies in, in at least the surround sound IMAX or Dolby Cinema for at least a month, uh, a week, what the fuck? They, they switched it out for Oppenheimer and Barbie, Barbieheimer. So probably going to watch it next year on the re-release because this one is part one. All the Mission Impossible movies are just, just goddamn fantastic, and I'm excited to see that one. Uh, I'm going to do it next year because, you know, with these movies, you forget the plot. and There's so much content that comes out, and you forget like a month later. And so if this is part one of the same film, I'm sure they're going to be do a re-release next year when part two comes out. And definitely going to catch it in IMAX. you, you got to see the Mission Impossibles in IMAX. Just regular theater just does not do it any justice. So there you go. Uh, movie recap, Oppenheimer, great. Mission Impossible, got to see that. And I think the next big movie is The Blue Beetle, August 17th. Excited to see that. Don't know what it's about. Don't want to know what it's about. Just want to go in and watch it raw. How all movies should be. Don't watch trailers, people. Just just go in not knowing nothing. That's how I always do it. But anyways, uh, back to the fights because that's what you are here for. UFC event 291. Main event, BMF title going down in Salt Lake City. High elevation of Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Part two. Interesting note, if you don't know. Jorge Masvidal, the original BMF, will be wrapping the belt across the winter. I just got done watching the press conference, and he was there doing the final weigh-ins of Justin and Dustin, the Battle of the Ustins. And it, it's interesting because Masvidal is the teammate of Dustin Poirier. They both train out of uh, was American top team, so it's going to be interesting if Justin wins, if he's still going to do it. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, what is the background of this fight? Dustin Poirier sporting a 29-7 and record against Justin Gaethje's 24-4. and 
some interesting notes is this while this is the rematch the first fight happened about i'm gonna say shy over five years ago you can say that justin was still green because man he he fought dustin poirier in his third fight his third fight in the ufc was against dustin poirier who was already there for quite some time and they just threw him right into the wolves and Justin Gaethje held his own. His leg kicks in the in the fight were very devastating against Dustin. He wasn't really checking them. I do believe he's going to be checking them very well in this fight. Definitely watch that tape over and over and over again. Him and his team at American Top Team, one of the best fight camps, I think, that are in the game. They used to have Kobe Covington there, Amanda Nunes, Kayla Harrison, Despoirier, Masvidal, and just a lot of a lot of just good people come out of that gym. So uh, the first one was a war, just an absolute car crash. I mean, there's there's a reason why one in the 155 pound division, this is the triangle of violence between Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, and you would say Eddie Alvarez. That'd be a four way in there, but those four men put this division on the map they are the reason why the 155 pound division the lightweight division is known for being the absolute most violent the most stacked and the most deep division and for good reason you have dustin justin chandler conor mcgregor even though he's in the sidelines islam makachev charles Oliveira, uh tony ferguson bobby green uh rafael fazib man the, the list goes on in this in this uh division I don't know how the hell Patty Pimlet's going to get through these killers. Don't see that happening. And hopefully he's seen all the comments and training his ass off. But he'll be back next year. So what do I believe is going to be the key factors in here? Dustin Poirier, he is well-seasoned. He is not the guy that got knocked out by Michael Chandler all those years ago. He is not the guy that originally lost to Conor McGregor in the 145-pound division. He has grown so much, beat Justin, beat Michael Chandler, beat Conor McGregor twice, back-to-back, knocked him out. First fight being a knockout, the second fight being the Dr. Stoppage, but Dr. Stoppage or not, he was whooping Conor McGregor's ass in that bout. No questions about it. And in this one, he yes, he did lose to Khabib and Charles Oliveira, but that's just the tip of the spear. And it is very nice for putting this BMF title on the line. I don't believe it should be something that should be defended. I do like them that they are one-off deals. Say whoever wins it, they uh, fight. Someone else fights for it again once the gentlemen retire. That's what happened with uh, Hori Masvidal, who is the original BMF winner. He retired, so they're bringing it back. I think that is the best way to go about this BMF title picture because that's not be defending it's fun it's exciting for the fans it it lets us know that the ufc is really paying attention to the fan base because they are recognizing who has the absolute dogs in them and i don't believe anyone in the ufc other than these two gentlemen are are just shy of not having the dog in them they are the definition of violence and you already know this is going to be a car crash the only thing I wish that was different is that this was uh, not at elevation. And Utah, I believe it's 5,000 feet above sea level. That That is just insane. This really is insane. Just You get so tired. We saw it in the last event. Uh, 
between Luke Rockhold, Paula Costa, and Kamara Usman, Leon Edwards, that all these fighters are just completely gassed. So keys to victory, no wrestling's going on. <laughs> Don't get it mistaken. If you are afraid that the, you are new to the UFC and this is going to be one of your first fight cards, there's going to be no wrestling going on in this main event. If anything, Dustin Poirier may do it if he gets rocked, but Justin Gaethje, he, he can't even spell takedown. Come on now. I believe out of all of his fights, he went for one takedown in his last bout against Rafael Fazeev. And then he, Rafael Fazeev got back up, and that's just insane to be about 15 fights deep into the UFC, and you got one takedown, my friend? You got one takedown? I mean, stick stick to your strategy, stick to your guns, but goddamn, right? So overall, um, it's, it's no obvious, no quirks that Dustin Poirier is the favorite. I think the betting lines have Dustin Poirier at about 150, and then Justin Gaethje's like plus 150, so that's even money. I would stay away from the DraftKings I'm betting on this fight. Keys to victory is who has the most durable chin. And after all these wars as these gentlemen have been in back to back to back, there's no way... There's absolutely no way this fight is going to the judges' scorecards. It's going to be pure violence. It's People are going to bleed. Somebody might die. It's just going to be one of those events that's going to be going down. Overall, I have Dustin Poirier winning because he is, he's been showing that he has the most improvement in his game. He has been battle-tested. They don't call this man the diamond for a reason. Because that's how you can tell if it's a diamond, and that's why he got the nickname, because he's proven himself time and time again. So, my money, Dustin Poirier, there you go, cash it in. I'm going to say late round stoppage again, maybe third or fourth round. I think he's going to get it, but don't get it mistaken. Justin Gaethje is an absolute dog. He only knows how to win by knockouts. Sometime decision, but overall, I'm seeing a knockout coming in. Another fight that is very exciting on here is the debut of Alex Pereira going up against Jan Blachowicz. Whew. What to say about this? Alex, you guys know, Israel Asanya's arch enemy and crime. Finally, 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 not cutting all that damn weight going down to 155 pounds, going up to 205 to take on Polish power Jan Blachowicz. Very interesting that uh, Jan has been greeting all these middleweights when they've been going up in weight. When Luke Rocco decided to go up to 205, he fought Jan. Jan knocked him out. Chris Weidman went up to 205. Jan knocked him out. And then Israel Adesanya went up to 205 to try to capture that vacant title. And no, uh, Blahovic was the challenge, was the champion at the time. And he fought him to decision, just kind of outgrappled him, held on to him. I mean... Uh, Israel Adesanya weighed in at like 196. Jan Blachowicz was about 220 on there. So, I mean, he was just bigger. I mean, just 25 pounds, 24 pounds. It's just, it was just a size thing. So, anyways, uh, Alex Pereira, one of the most decorated kickboxers in of all time next to Israel Adesanya. I mean, he has, he has three victories over Israel for crying out loud. Two, one KO and another TKO and one decision. But, you know, Israel finally got that last one back. And Jan Blachowicz, they call him Mr. Polish Power for a reason. He has dynamite in his hands. Also, do not see this one going 
to the judges' scorecards. With that belt being vacated, with Jamal Hill rupturing his uh, Achilles in that pickup basketball game with DC at the UFC um, convention about two weeks ago, these gentlemen know they know they had to put on a fight, a performance for the boss if they want to get that number one title fight against Yuri Prohoshka on his return probably later on this year, early next year. They, they know they had to put on performance because 205 division, nobody knows what's going out. Yuri's out with, with being injured. Jamal Hill is out being injured. Uh, what's his name is coming back from injury. Um, Ankalaev. No, not Uncle I, Uncle I have as well, though. He's sitting on the sidelines. But I am thinking of Alexander Ragic. He's coming back from injury. This division is wide open. There is no champion. And they know they have to give it their all. If they want to go for that title, for to get that title shot. And with this one, it's, it's hard to call. It is really, really hard to call. Jan Blahovic, he's been fighting at this weight class for forever, but Alex is a big boy. That, that, that man is huge. He's gigantic. And even at the press conference that was today, Alex Pereira was bigger than Jan. I think the, the one thing that if Jan Blahovic wants to do to win is he's going to have to implement his wrestle, his wrestling. He's not going to want to, but I believe if he gets caught a few times by Alex, he's going to want to implement that wrestling in order to secure that victory. And I believe that is what's going to happen. Uh, Jan Blahovic is really good at checking kicks and kicking himself. So this one is honestly really hard to call, but I got to go with Alex Pereira, the guy that looks like the Terminator, the guy that looks like Jason Voorhees and Mike Myers. I believe this is going to be his natural weight division. I believe everyone's going to be a rude in for a rude awakening. And I do believe he might become champion. Might. He's been training really, uh, he's been training a lot with Glover Teixeira, his best friend in Brazil, who is an absolute monster on the ground. Probably the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist in the 205-pound division. And that's how I overall see maybe a TKO finish coming in the maybe second or third round. I don't think this is going to go to the judges' scorecards. If it does, it's going to be because Jan Blahovich implemented his wrestling in the third round to secure his victory. But the wrestling is not going to come into play until an absolute war starts. If a war breaks out, between these gentlemen, Jan Blahovic is going to say, screw this, and he's going to take him down, and it's going to end up being a boring fight. So let's just hope that does not happen. And of note, oh, I mean, the card is just stacked from top to bottom. Um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson taking on Michelle Pajera. Uh I do have Michelle Pajera winning that fight just because Michelle is 29 while Wonderboy is 40. They were both in their primes, Wonderboy Thompson all day. And Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green, oh, that's going to be a war as well. Also, don't see that one going to the judges' scorecards. Um, my heart says Tony Ferguson, he's 39, but Bobby Green, is he's got that dog in the wall. He's 36, so if it does go to the judges' scorecards, I also believe this one's going to be a war. My, I got to slide with my heart, and I'm going Tony Ferguson on that one. And then Kevin Holland taking on Michael Chiesa. Kevin Holland, 
making his way himself into the next BMF uh, uh, just for taking fights after fights after fights. Just every th- two to three months he's fighting. Uh, he has good stand-up. He is a black belt, uh, a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu that he got from Travis Luter. But I do believe that Michael Chiesa is going to play it safe. This might be a boring fight because Chiesa does need a W. He's on back-to-back losses. His back is against the door, and he has better wrestling. This one might end up being a boring fight, ladies and gentlemen. Just to be completely honest with you, I do see Michael Chiesa squeaking this victory out with a decision wrestling. It's the opening fight on the card, so it's going to be whatever. Uh, still going to be exciting as always. And whoo, that from top to bottom, it is just completely stacked. Starting off, what is that? The July 29th, 2023. This is the card, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you guys tune into this uh, Saturday night. I will be watching. We'll be doing the recap on everything that's going on. As always, give myself a like, subscribe. The YouTube channel is coming soon to spread out a little bit more to give you some visual content. Appreciate you guys for listening, and I will catch you all next time.